Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I'm Jennifer and this is episode nine. So I thought I would start by giving you guys an update on the Match app. Um, basically the update is there is no update. I have gotten like a, a couple texts or messages and some likes. I've liked a couple of profiles, but um, nothing that's progressed beyond that and nothing that I'm actually even thinking will progress beyond that as far as like a romantic connection. The, the texts have been very sporadic. You know, I might get one that says like, hey, hope you have a great day. And I'll answer back, yeah, you too. And then nothing, you know, fast forward three days later. Oh, hey, have a great night. Hope your day went well. I mean, if that's the effort you're going to put forth in the app, I, I really have to question the effort you're going to put forth in a relationship. I mean, if you're not interested, that's fine. You don't have to like sporadically still reach out to me. Just delete me. It's fine. We don't know each other. And next housing update. Same thing. No new update. I had the same thing happen to me, if you can believe it. I, I'm actually starting to wonder if it's just me. Where I went to the property, I waited, and the agent never showed up. So, again, I texted the agent, asked if she was coming, didn't get a response, waited, you know, about five, ten more minutes just to see if maybe she was on her way. Nothing. So, finally, I left. Then, you know, several hours later, she responded saying the place was off the market as of the night before. Now, I had spoken to her the day before, texting anyway. And so she had my contact information. She could have texted me that night. She could have texted me any time in the morning. The, the appointment wasn't until one o'clock. So the first time, yeah, I was annoyed. Now I'm really angry because I'm thinking, you people, like you, you, you do not have, you don't value customers. You don't, and this isn't even the same agent. So it's not like I can say, okay, well, this is one bad property management company. No, this is a completely different company. And because I was annoyed and also because I kind of let the first one slide, I just sent her a te text back and said, you couldn't find two seconds since last night to send me a text to let me know that. And I included the fact that I actually left work in the middle of my workday because it was the only time she had available on a Wednesday afternoon, one o'clock, you know, as if everyone can just leave work to, to accommodate someone else's schedule. Ugh, it's not very professional. And she responds, I actually didn't, sorry. Really? You didn't have two seconds? Yes, you did. Yes, you did during lunch, during at any point during the day, you could have just sent me a text and said, saying, hey, even just like a, a cancel appointment thing, you know, that's easy enough. You don't even have to actually text. You don't even have to send words. Just cancel it in your calendar and I'll get the notice. 
<sighs> I do have, um, I have, I think, two scheduled for this upcoming week um, as of right now. Both townhomes. I think one is three bedroom, two bath. The other one is two bedroom, two and a half bath, kind of on opposite sides of town. One is, um, it's technically closer to work, but it's kind of a lot of street traffic. So it's going to take me just as long to get there. And the other one, um, I guess mileage wise would be farther from work, but I can hop on the expressway and be to work in, you know, 15 minutes. So, and actually the second one, that's the two bedroom, two and a half bath townhome. I actually, uh, I would prefer that one. I like that neighborhood. I know that neighborhood. Wouldn't mind taking the extra drive um, to work. And, you know, if I could avoid the street traffic, that's fine. But so if I am very lucky and I get to view them both and I get to apply for them both, it's the second one that I would prefer, but we'll see. I mean, I'm still not panicking. I am getting very annoyed, <laughs> but I'm still not panicking. I still have time. I mean, there is a place out there for me. I know that there is. God just hasn't brought me to it yet. So I just need to be patient and remind myself again, it's in God's hands. I'll be fine. I have two Murderino recommendations for you this week. So the first one is called A Wilderness of Error. It's a five-part docuseries available on Hulu. I think it may also be available on FX, but I'm not, I'm not sure on that. And I've been watching it on Hulu. It's the story of Army Sergeant Jeffrey McDonald, and he was accused of killing his pregnant wife and his two daughters. Now, Jeffries says he's innocent, of course, and that it was actually a group of hippies, you know, like the Manson family. And it was around that time, I believe it was kind of mid-70s, um, who came in and murdered his family and also attempted to murder him. But then once they start investigating, Jeffrey's story doesn't really seem to hold up. He goes through a military grand jury type trial um, I can't remember what it's called. Article 23, I think. And they decide that there isn't enough evidence to try him um, in a military court system. And it seems like it should be, end there, but that's only the beginning because now he's going to be tried in the civil courts. And when they start doing the investigation for that court system, it's found that the initial investigation done by the military was well, well, it was sloppy and evidence was mishandled and, you know, they had people walking through the crime scene, sitting on the furniture. It was a mess. So the series, it takes a look at the different theories, one of them being that he's innocent, um, which would suck because he was found guilty in the uh, civil, mil civil um, trial system and has been in prison since 1982. But uh, it was good. It was interesting. I like that kind of thing where, you know, there's a lot of different theories behind it and, you know, uh, different angles to look at, different possibilities. So all five are out on Hulu, so they're available for you to watch. And the second one is called The Murders at White House Farm. Now, 
It's on HBO Max. I did check to see if it was on HBO. It is not. It is exclusive to HBO Max. But man, if you have HBO Max, I think they even do like they might do a two week trial even a month free trial. It would be worth it just to watch this series. Just give them your email address and sign up for the free trial for this series alone. I think and I've seen a lot of murder documentaries. I really think this is the best one I've ever seen. It's the story of Sheila, I think it's Kafel, maybe it's Kafel. She had a history of mental illness and she killed her parents, her two twin boys and herself in what looked to be a murder-suicide. But as, again, as they start the investigation, what they're finding just doesn't support that. It is told, it's not told like a docuseries, it's told like a dramatization or like a, a reenactment, but it, it is not one of those cheesy kind that you sometimes see on like the ID channel. It is told in a really smart, very stylized British TV way. It is so well done, so good. It's only six episodes. They're all available to watch now. If you are like me and you like to binge watch your true crime, definitely could not recommend that more. It's so, so good. Um, but if you don't, if you don't want to sign up for HBO Max or you don't have it, whatever, the show actually has a sister podcast by the same name, The Murders at White House Farm, pretty much available everywhere you can get a podcast. And I just started listening to it. Uh, it's comes out every Thursday. As of today, there's only two episodes out. It's really, really good. They kind of do a deep dive into the whole investigation. The first episode, they interviewed the director of the series. The second episode, they interviewed Colin Caffell, who was uh, Sheila's ex-husband and the father of, of the twin boys. It's, it's really good, even on its own. So if you just want to listen to the podcast, like that would be, you'd get your fix from there. I mean, you definitely don't have to watch the series in order to listen to the podcast, but they are both really, really good. But maybe you're not like me. Maybe you're not so much in, up for the true crime, and that's okay. If you are looking for something lighter, funnier, go to Netflix and look for a show called I'm Sorry. It stars Andrea Savage. It's only two seasons. The episodes are I think they're about 30 minutes, so it's a very easy watch. It is really funny, but I have to warn you, it is very adult humor. <laughs> but if you're like me and you like, you know, smart, funny, a little raunchy kind of situation, you will like it. it it's, it's very, very good. It's on Netflix called I'm Sorry. Okay. Now that you're caught up with my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. You guys know that I have been asking you to email me with your dating horror stories. Well, guess what? I finally got one. And guys, this is a doozy. I, <laughs> I'm going to try to do it justice in the reading of this email, but I have questions. So... Let's just get into it. The subject line is The Wino, and it starts, I just moved to St. Augustine to be closer to work. 
I'm not new to online dating, so I know things don't always go the way you have it in your head. Yeah, we we already know that, right guys? I started talking with a girl from an online dating app for a few days and we decided to meet face to face. I had moved to St. Augustine maybe three days before. My belongings were not even here yet. My place looked more like a storage unit than an apartment. I told her I had no problem going to a place closer to where she lived, but she wanted to come to St. Augustine and go to the Knights of Lights. Guys, I've actually been to this event. It's done every year in St. Augustine uh, between like, I think Thanksgiving and January. And it's beautiful. It's really, really, it's like millions of lights around the city. It's, it's so nice. So the email continues. If you've never seen the Lights of Lights, Knights of Lights in St. Augustine, it's definitely something to see. There are trolleys that take you around the city to see all the lights. They play Christmas carols on the trolley. People are singing. People are dressed for the holidays. And they give you a pair of 3D glasses that make the lights look like reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, snowflakes. It's a lot of fun. Be sure to put that on your bucket list. Anyway, back to the story. She says she would like to meet at my place. I'm a little skeptical at first. I mean, we haven't met face-to-face yet, and I'm welcoming to my place, but we've been talking. She Googled me. I Googled her. No red flags. All good. She says she wants to do the trolley, and I do too, so I offer to get the trolley tickets, but she says she already had them. We agree to meet at my place around 7, with the trolley ride scheduled for 8.45, so it would give us a little time to hang out. I tell her I'll get some wine, but she says don't worry about it. She'll pick it up on the way. I said, are you sure you already bought the trolley tickets and you're going to get the wine? I have no problem buying any of this, though later I wish I had. Ooh, foreshadowing. On the night of the date, I open the door and she looks better than she did in the profile pictures. She was attractive. Off to a good start, right? Right. She comes in with two bottles of red wine and I get us each a glass. We're talking, having a good time. She pours herself another glass, drinks that in almost one gulp, then pours herself a third glass and drinks it the same way. Meanwhile, I am only halfway into my first glass and she's on number three. Who, dude? <laughs> I, that's red flag number one. It's getting time for us to head out. She pours another, but only half a glass this time, gulps it down, then pours more into a thermos for her to take with us. God, I don't know. How is this woman still standing? (laughs) We head out to the trolley ride. As the trolley is making its way through downtown, she is yelling and whooping it up to almost everyone on the street when we pass. And it's a lot of streets and a lot of people. This got annoying very quickly. (laughs) Then she starts talking about whatever she was talking about. I had pretty much stopped understanding anything she was saying because she was slurring her words and dropping a lot of profanity in almost every other word. And she's not quiet about it. In the seat of us, in the seat in front of us is a mother with her eight-year-old daughter. How do I know she's eight? The mother made sure to mention it. (laughs) I tell my date, easy on the profanity, there's a young girl in front of us. I said it multiple times. Her response, I don't care. She's going to hear these words eventually anyway. Well, (laughs) <laughs> the mother overhears these comments, turns around and tells my date to shut her mouth. 
my eight-year-old daughter doesn't need to hear those words. My date tells the mother, it doesn't make a difference if it's me or someone else. She's going to hear these words anyway, and she should start now. <laughs> the mother tells my date, you're an evil person, then turns to me and tells me, you can do better, and you should. <laughs> I tell my date, this is going to be over real quick if you don't knock it off. My date finally quiets down. I should tell you at this time, I had just turned 39. My date was 43. Just proof that age doesn't equate to a level of maturity. Uh, guys, this feels pointed. <laughs> Is that comment meant for me? I mean, <laughs> I know I've told you guys that I don't want to date anybody that I consider too young, you know, but to be fair, I do have the sense of humor and a palate of a 12-year-old, so I guess everything balances out. Okay, the email continues. <laughs> After the trolley ride, we decided to get some food and go to a bar. I paid for the food and the drinks. We went to another bar. She paid for those drinks. We decided to leave downtown and go back to my place, but on the way back, she decided she wanted to stop at one more bar. I go to pay for these drinks, but my card is declined. <laughs> I have now learned to check my bank account often, especially before going on a date. Guys, do you remember when this happened to me? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Before I say anything to my date, I checked my account. As you probably already know, moving can be expensive. Security deposit, first month's rent, sometimes last month's rent, upfront, plus the cost of movers, and I had had to pay a lot of money to get out of my lease early from the place I was moving from. I had made the assumption that the apartment complex was going to take out the money on Monday, but they had taken it out on Friday. The date was on Saturday told my date that my card was declined. <laughs> she abruptly stands up, pays the bill, and literally runs out the bar and down the street. <laughs> She's yelling, saying things that I'm a bum. She's swearing, telling people on the street, this guy takes me on a date, can't pay for shit. <laughs> Could you guys imagine if I had done this? <laughs> I thought I handled it badly when my date's, <laughs> when my date's card was declined. Wow. Email continues. I was embarrassed to say the least, not only because my card was declined, but also from her reaction. <laughs> when we got back to my place, she just gets in her car and takes off. The next day, she's sending text after text, calling me all sorts of names, swearing. Then she demands that I pay her back for everything that she bought. She wants me to pay her back for the gas to my place, the trolley tickets, the two bottles of wine that she drank 90% of, <laughs> the drinks that we had when my card was declined. Now you may be thinking, why didn't I block her number? I asked myself the same thing. She sent me her address and I sent her the money that I owed. A few days later, she sent me a text saying she had received the money. She thanked me and apologized for her behavior. I didn't respond, and I did at this point finally block her number. Maybe that was the text I wanted, and maybe it was the text I paid for. <laughs> that, was that was a possible relationship that quickly turned disastrous. And the email ends, trolley tickets, $40, drinks, 30 gas, 10 dodging a bullet, priceless. The only time in my life I was happy to see a card, card declined. <laughs> God. You guys, <laughs> I have 
so many questions. <laughs> I mean, so this was, I think, if I'm if I'm guessing right, this was last year, <laughs> around the holidays. <laughs> I mean, I assume now that you check your your balance a lot. I mean, I I've, I've had my card decline never on a date, thank God. But when that happens to you only once. You never forget the trauma of that happening. And I obsessively check my bank account balance. Even when I know what it is, I check it anyway. So I assume now he's learned his lesson. <laughs> he won't, that won't happen again. I mean, also, her behavior was almost bad from the start, right? She's really drinking a lot at his place. They somehow make their way to the trolley. I I don't, there is no way. I mean, it sounds like she drank a bottle of wine in a very short amount of time. I I couldn't get up from the couch, much, much less walk to the trolley stop. But hey, maybe she just handles her liquor better than I do. So they get to the trolley and she is clearly drunk, loud, obnoxious, swearing, rude. Wouldn't you just end the date there? Like, I would have. I would have just said, okay. Have a nice life. Why Why do you continue the date? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could have saved it at this point, right? You could have just left. You, you Date ends, you walk home, and no card declined. No harm, no foul, right? <laughs> a lesson for you, young man, for the future. <laughs> Cut the date early. And then how or why... Did you owe her for the trolley tickets, right? She purchased those before the date, presumably before you had scheduled the date. So she clearly, this was just something she wanted to do because she had them. She said, hey, let's do this together. How, how, I don't, I don't understand that, but I guess (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But my biggest question, this wasn't that long ago, right? Like a, a little over a year, a little less than a year. Have you seen her on the apps since then? <laughs> Is she still out there traumatizing St. Augustine? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much for sending that in. That was great. You guys, follow his lead. Send me your emails. I had fun reading it. I hope you had fun listening to it. I would also, you know, this is a guy on a dating app. I would also like love to get his perspective on different things. Like, you know, I know what I'm experiencing as a female on the dating app. I would love to know what he's experiencing. Like, you know, is it as awkward? Is it as, you know, rude? (laughs) Are they as forward? You know, like some of the guys you guys know, I've told you the stories of the jerks. Do, do women treat men like that? Or is that just, you know, uh, a male thing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be chauvinistic. I'm really just wondering, you know, if, if men also sort of get the women who feel empowered by the anonymity of the app and just get real forward, you know? Or like, how does he handle it if if somebody keeps reaching out to him and you know he's not necessarily interested does you know does he just tell them he's not interested or does he 
just stop responding? Does he delete and block? You know, I, I want to know. Or say like, he's interested in someone, but they're not responding. Does he continue to reach out to them? Or does he, you know, like, maybe they didn't get my message. Uh, or does he just kind of say, okay, well, she's not responding. So on to the next, you know, I, I want to know. I want to know if there's any difference between a female on the app and a male on the app. I I assume that there are huge differences, <laughs> but I don't know. I have to find out. There's questions. Or or like, what happens if you do go on the date like, like this one? I mean, maybe not this disastrous. Maybe you just go on a date and there's no real connection or maybe worse connection from her to you where she's clearly showing signs that she is interested in a date number two, but you're not feeling that connection. How do you handle that? Do you ghost her? (laughs) Do you very politely at the end of the evening, just kind of, you know, give her a little handshake, (laughs) say nice meeting you and get your car and leave? Or do you, are you upfront about it? And maybe the following day, just kind of say, hey, I had a lot of fun, you know, um, I think it would be great to hang out again as friends. You know, I mean, I I certainly would have appreciated a text like that in the past. Just tell us you're not interested. That's okay. We met. We tried. Not interested. Okay, great. I want to know these things. Like, what kind of person are you? Tell me. I need to know. I can't end this week's episode without mentioning the debacle that was supposed to be the presidential debate. Guys, I think I have been watching presidential debates probably close to 35 years, like long before I was able to legally vote because I've I've always been interested in politics. I have never in all of that time seen anything like this. This was such an embarrassing display. These two individuals who are presumably mature, educated, civil adults, who behaved like a couple of 12-year-olds. I, I don't know. That might be an insult to 12-year-olds. I, I, I'm i not sure if this was their advisors, their campaign managers, who, who decided this is the way it should be. But this was a bad strategy on both their parts. But this was ridiculous. Off the charts, out of control, just screaming, talking over each other. There was no talk about policy, no talk about plans, just finger pointing. Uh, You know, okay, that's fine. Point out what they haven't done. But then why don't you take that opportunity to say, but this is what I'll do. This is how I'll make it better. Or this is what I've done. No, let's just scream over each other and call each other names, like a couple of children. When I went into this to watch it, my expectations were very, very low, and they didn't even live up to that. 
I, from what I could tell from what I read the following day, I'm not alone. It seems that uh, the majority of the viewing public sort of viewed it the same way that I did. Just what is this? What is this supposed to be? I, are there campaign managers from the WWE? I mean, it was just like that. Was this WrestleMania without the costumes? And I know that there's been some criticism um, with the moderator. I I don't know. I don't know much about Chris Wallace, but I feel short of like a boxing referee that no one was going to be able to have more control over these two idiots. Uh, uh, there is, I think, two more presidential debates scheduled and a vice presidential debate. I'm not worried about the vice presidential debate. I, I think that they are both decent human beings. And, you know, I think that that won't be anywhere near as bad as this. But I certainly hope that the two presidential candidates have learned their lesson and will behave better. Because that was ridiculous. We need to, as a country, we need to demand better from our leaders. I I have to believe that both of them can and should do better. So hopefully they have learned their lesson. They saw the reaction from the majority of viewers that they, they didn't like it. They didn't care for this tactic, if that's what it was, and that they change course and get more serious, take the position of the office much more seriously, treat it with the reverence and respect that it deserves, and actually debate next time. <laughs> My hopes aren't high, but I do still have some hope. So we'll see. Ugh. All right. With that, <laughs> I am going to wrap up this week's episode. Guys, thank you so much for coming back for episode nine. Don't forget, Join the Facebook group, my so-called midlife podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. Be like my other listener and send me your emails. If you liked this episode, send me yours. I'd love to read them on, on the podcast at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. Okay, guys, until next time. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Thank you.